What up, what up, what up? You're now listening to the Go Talk Podcast, co-hosted by yours truly, Travia Scott, and my brother, Eric Scott. We're going to be bringing you the greatest basketball conversation of all time. We're going to talk basketball, basketball, and hmm, basketball. So if you want to become a part of the family, become a part of the conversation, subscribe, share, and tell a friend. We're located on various streaming platforms such as Google Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Thank you, and enjoy the pot. Yo. Yo, what's up, man? Yeah, man. How much we we gotta talk? Lord, man, that's me. (laughs) Yeah, man, that's like so. Our predictions um, were wrong. We had we both had the Raptors, I think, and um, they were they were terribly wrong. Um, But I did say it was gonna be a close game, though, and. it's looking like um from from what we saw that um you know the warriors their injuries have basically decimated that team man and it's and, and it's kind of they're trying to pin together the best lineup and throw something out there and see if it you know see if they win the championship and you know i i still think they can get it done in 6 and it's just a testament to how good that team is but you know their the injuries are basically decimated them, man. What you think? Man, it's a testament of being overloaded, overstocked with all NBA players, man. Like, this is a luxury you have lineup. Uh, well, not at the beginning of the season, but uh, their starting lineup is what Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and DeMarcus Cousins. Like, come on, that's an all-star team. Like, you – in all actuality, you should be able to go down one or two guys and still put together a really good team because you still got two or three all-stars up. So I got to give a big up to uh, Boogie. You know, Boogie, um, he, had a, he had a lot better impact on the game than I thought he would be capable of. Like, he, he had an all-around good game. You know, he scored, he assisted, he rebounded. Um, he played decent defense. He wasn't a liability. I saw him contest a few shots. You know, um, I, I, you know, I gave him crap. I didn't think he'd be able to really do anything in this series, uh, just due to his prior injuries. But I think he was a difference maker, man. He, uh, without him, that Toronto probably wins that game. Um, but I think it was third, third quarter. Golden State showed up. You know, I think the rest of the game was played pretty evenly, man. But that third quarter, that was it. Third quarter, they came out and blitz those guys, and Toronto couldn't make a shot. Yeah, their offense went like cold, um, and it was just like I don't—I don't even think Golden State was really. I was watching that that whole portion, and Golden State wasn't like just 
blowing them off the floor or nothing like that. But it was like they they went on a what eighteen zero run turned out to be a twenty zero run from like the second half from the first half or whatever. But they came out hitting with the run and you know. I was like, man, uh, they, you know, Reynolds, they gonna respond. They responded at the beginning of the fourth, you know, in the third, beginning of the fourth, they kind of responded, but they just didn't have enough to, you know, overcome. Kawhi was trying to pull off some, pull off his, you know, Herculean effort, but he couldn't really do it, uh, especially with, you know, our key guys for the Raptors not stepping up. You know, Siakam was invisible. Um, Marcus all like you know Marcus all and Serge Ibaka they were you know non-existent and you know Boogie kind of Boogie's gonna be to me Boogie's gonna be a big factor because if he can stay on the floor they're gonna really need him now especially since you know you got Clay hurt we'll get into that a little bit later and everything but you got Clay hurt and all the all the other injuries and you know like you were saying. You didn't know. I didn't know either. Like I, I said that Boogie need to push himself to play about 25 minutes, and he ended up playing about 25, 30 minutes and gave him a solid, solid game and, you know, was able to get some of their bigs in foul trouble. And, you know, that was a that was another big key. So Toronto going to game two, I mean, game three, they really got to – they got to figure that out, man. Like, man, you know, speaking of foul trouble, I am so fucking pissed at how the refs are officiating Steph Curry. Like, Steph Curry is literally pulling off this move where he will dribble in front of his defender and then jump back into his defender, and the refs are giving him the foul on that. It's the most blatant thing. Like, that is worse than flopping to me. Like, you, everyone, you know, gets on James Harden and various other NBA players for flopping to get a call. This guy is jumping into his defender. And the refs are bailing them out with a foul. Like, they happened two or three times. And it's been happening. I saw it in game one, too. And it's it's not even crafty. Like, he's literally just, oh, I'm in front of you. Let me stop, pause, and back into you and now get a foul call. That's not basketball, man. That, I hate that shit. Yeah, that's, that's – um, people kind of get on to James Harden, and I, I'll have some pushback on that because – Actually, those are fouls. If you look at, you know, a lot of those are fouls. He does kind of put his arms into you, but, like, you know, you're going across the arm. Man, the defender has a right to be on the court. You can't yeah. jump into someone's face. That's not a foul. No, I'm talking about as far as James Harden. Like when, oh, James Harden. Got yeah, with, with James Harden, like, those, those are fouls. Like, you know, but, like, because people kind of rake across his arms, and he knows how to put his himself in his position. He's kind of mastered that whole thing. But yeah, those those Steph Curry fight. He had one blatant one that they kept replaying. It was it was just bad. Like he's just kind of paused and let me back up. Like he's just I'm like dang dude. But I mean that that's what happens when you know you're a, you're a superstar, two time MVP. You can kind of push those calls, and um, I mean. The Warriors have that advantage right there, but I mean, I don't really. Toronto definitely kind of missed out on the opportunity. I mean, not not to say that they they didn't get a best effort. They definitely didn't, but they they could have. They should have got. They should have had that game, man. I really feel like that. But uh, the Warriors definitely. This was just a just a you know another feather in the cap for them. They you know. It just was a, another game for them, pretty much. They just they played kind of below average themselves, 
but you know they were able to pull it off with that uh twenty eighteen uh, oh twenty oh run, and they were able to pull it off, and it's just that's how it happens. Big up to Steph too. I mean, offensively he had he made some hard shots. I mean, they're they're hard for mere mortals for him. You know, it's pretty we get a, you get pretty you know accustomed to seeing him make those shots. But he he man, he had a couple of shots. I was like, oh, that's that's Steph for you. Like he was he was you know he was threading the needle out there um, on some very difficult pull ups. So uh, he definitely led his team. You know, I give him credit for that. Uh, Toronto can't go. They can't go five, ten minutes without scoring against this team. Like, they did that in Milwaukee. And they were able to come back from 15-point deficit. Um, I don't think that Golden State's the type of team that's going to let you back into a game if you let them get a 10, 15-point advantage. Front runners of this generation of NBA. Like, we've never seen a front-running team like Golden State. Like, do not give them a cushion. You will not regain that lead. It's not going to happen. Like, like you were saying last time, the key to game one was, you know, Toronto just they they never just they never slowed down. They stayed steady. They kept scoring. They never did anything magnificent to dominate the game, but they never went into a lull where they weren't scoring. Well, you see what happens. Yeah. You see what happens if you, if you take five ten minutes off. Yeah, they pretty much ended the game in the third quarter, and then, you know, they just kind of – they tried to close it out. And, um, I mean, I kind of – Kawhi had a pretty good game to me, man. I mean, he was the biggest – he was the best Raptor on the court, obviously, but he had a pretty good game. He had uh, some, like, clutch rebounds at the end of that game. He grabbed, like, three or four in a row. Well, he was just out out hustling everybody and there was just some big yeah. rebounds at the end and then um that very very last play i mean golden state went on a bit of a drought at the end but i mean that's golden state and they were already up on that to hit up on you so you know toronto right. just didn't take advantage man that i mean that's that was my biggest thing toronto didn't take advantage especially clay got hurt you know you gotta you gotta kind of you got to come out of nowhere with the – they got to come and take advantage of that. They should be up 2-0, but Golden State got it, man. They they were able to get that win based on that. I mean, that's just Golden State. You know, I, I kind of expected them to get maybe one of these games out of here, but, you know, hey, they got it. And now we go back to Golden State tied up 1-1. Yeah, they say a series doesn't start until a road team wins the game, so the series has begun. You know, it's 1-1. Uh, you know, we got – we got, what, three out of the next uh, five games are in Oakland. Uh, so, you know, now there's the advantage Golden State. Can um, can Toronto, you know, get they get their home court advantage back? Uh, we'll see. Uh, they got it. I don't know if they can win game three. What do you think, man? You, you, you think that game three? It depends on who plays, man. It's really like a um, – I was, I was talking to – a co-worker last night and we were I was just kind of going back and forth with him as far as like this is a this is a legacy game for Golden State almost this is for Steph Curry specifically this is a legacy game because he's the only real healthy body on the court almost you know he's like I mean, and I'm pretty sure he, well, in the beginning of game two, he had some dehydration issues. Like, he was out there talking about, I feel bad and all that, you know. But, and I was like, oh, man, what's going on? But, oh, you need some Gatorade, boy? Like, go on. He needs 
Like, come on, man, get you, a, get you some Gatorade. Go on, go on, and go on back in there, and shoot your threes and stuff, man. Don't be doing that. Talking about you tired. Ain't got time for that. But I, he's tired at the beginning of the game. I'm like, yeah. Like, that was yeah, that was, I'm like, whoa, did you, did you not eat, son? Did you, <laughs> yeah, like, what's going on? But he, I mean, Steph has to have a big game. Like, it's, it's a, he can't, I can't, I don't need to see a 23 point game from Steph. I need to see 40. I need to see 35, 40, 45, like anything above 35, really, from Steph, because, you got to think. We don't even know if Clay is playing, okay? Then KD, they already ruled him out for game three. Uh, Kevin Kavon Looney, he's out. He's out. He's just done. Like, he broke his uh, collarbone or something. He's done for the series. That was so nasty. That was a nasty ball. I, yeah, he did. He did. Um, you know, you got Iggy. He's banged up a little bit. Boogie's kind of working his way back. But um, – to me, the top three guys, the key guys for uh, the Golden State are, are uh, Steph at the top of the list. Yeah. Um, then you got Draymond. Uh, he has to come up with a big effort as well. He he had he can't be mortal Draymond. I don't need a 10-10-10 from Draymond. I need a you know twenty one. 13 and 15 game. I need one of those games where he's just all over the place controlling controlling being that engine that he he can be. And um my number 3 guy is Boogie. Boogie's going to I need a solid 2010 effort from Boogie. Um and I think he's capable of doing it even though he's, you know, coming back from injury, but you know, he kind of I think they that's why they kind of tested him in game one, gave him eight minutes, and they just kind of let him go in game two, see how long he can go. Now, I think the the you know, there's really no restrictions on Boogie. Boogie's gonna have to be he's gonna be called upon to produce this game, especially without KD, without Clay, and even if Clay plays because Clay, they're talking about it's uh, it's a game time decision right now. As of now, it's a game time decision, and um, like the way you know, I was just watching like a uh, interview with with Clay, and he was kind of like, if there's pain, he's not gonna go. Like that's that's what it is, especially with the hamstring, and the series could be longer. And they already have one game in the bag. They know, so they know this. This is probably gonna be one of their their hardest championship actually to win with all the injuries and they're trying to, you know, we may, we may not see the super team lineup in the finals. We may not see a fully healthy super team lineup. We won't actually, even if, you know, these guys kind of come back, you won't see them at their full strength. So Toronto has an opportunity here, but it's going to be really on. I'm looking at golden state. I, I mean, whoever wins this game, I really think has the advantage in the series. They really take a real advantage because um, Toronto, they need to prove that they can actually do this. Go ahead and go to the state and, you know, prove that, hey, we can go ahead and beat this. You know, this is this should be an easy win for Toronto. But on Golden State side, Steph, this can be his, his finals MVP stamp game right here, you know, where he secures that finals MVP, show with 45 points, and boom, do that. But I don't know, man. What you thinking? Um, uh, 
it's just a game. It's just it's game three. Um, game three, or I know game three is a pivotal game, but I still think it's going to be a seven-game series. So win, lose, or draw, there's, there's a lot more basketball to be played. Um, you know, I think that um, I think Kawhi has to have his best game if you want if if Toronto's going to have a chance of winning in Golden in Golden State. You know, on the road. Um, after they just took an L, uh, I think Kawhi's going to have to have one of those monster, you know, 40-point games, 35-point games uh, that he's capable of. But, you know, he's going to have to lead his team because on the road, the, the, the role players usually don't step up as much. So Van Vliet might not have such a, a hot game or, you know, you might not be able to depend on Siakam the way you did in game one. So I think uh, a lot's going to be determined by how well Kawhi plays. Uh, I think ultimately Golden State's going to win this game, you know, healthy or not. If Clay does come out there, I think Toronto should attack him. Like, just force him off the court, you know? Just send Kawhi at him every possession until he taps out, you know? Um, or just get the easy buckets, because with that hamstring, you know how it is, man. Like, with a, if you ever, anyone who ever has strained a hamstring knows that it is extremely difficult to accelerate uh, once you have that, that sore hammy, because you know at any given time, that thing, that thing can you know, tighten up on you. And then you can't do nothing but limp back over to the bench. So um, if Clay plays, we know he's not 100%. I will go at him, and that might be a key to the game. But um, I don't know, man. I don't think this series is going to be decided on game three uh, just because um, uh, Toronto has faced – they were down 0-2. You know, they were down 0-2 in the last series, and everybody thought it was over. And uh, they, they, they pulled off a sweep. So I know they're a, guy, they're a group of guys that don't get rattled easily. Uh, so, but I, I think it'll be a good game. It'll be a real good game. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm in the same boat as you pretty much. Um, our reason I say pivotal is because is I mean, Golden State is the injuries. This really is really kind of got me a little worried. You know, I have Golden State in six. I, I'm as of now, I'm still holding firm to that. I'm still, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm holding to that Golden State in six. But I'm saying like, I don't know, man. These injuries is just like we. I've never seen Clay hurt like that, for one. And then you know, KD and you know, it's just. Iggy's not – I mean, it's it's so, so much. And like we were saying a couple pods ago, a few pods ago, we were like, you know, who would you rather have uh, drop 50? Clay, hey, I mean – Trey, hold on one second. Let's, let me pause real quick. Let me uh, hit you right back, okay? All right, we're going to pause. Yeah. All right. Yo. Okay. Yeah, we back after a quick pause, but we were basically getting into the whole, you know, I was breaking down how Golden State, what, what they need to do, and we were breaking down what, you know, Toronto and Golden State need to do. So what what do you think both teams need to do to win this basketball game? Uh, Golden State has to, um, I mean, Steph has to be great. Um, like great, he, he needs to he needs to have an all around great game. I'm not gonna put a, a number on it. I'm not gonna put a triple double on it. But he has to he has to be stuff. He has to make hard shots. He has to get the crowd involved. He has to uh, he has to excite the arena. 
and put confidence in his teammates by, you know, being Steph Curry, doing the things that, you know, only him and a couple other players in the league can do. Um, I think Iguodala has to play well. I think Boogie has to play uh, well, um, like he did in game two. If we get If we get that Boogie again from game two, I mean, honestly, it's going to be a tough series for Toronto no matter what. But for as far as game three goes, I think that has to happen, man. Steph has to be out of this world. Um, like you said, with the injuries, I don't know if Kevin Durant's going to play. I don't know if, if um, Clay Thompson's going to play since they got game two. I doubt uh, Coach Kerr is going to try to rush either one of those guys back to the court. So I think it's on Steph and Boogie and uh, Iggy to really make it happen. And on the side of Toronto, got to be Clay. The cl- I'm not Clay. It's got to be the claw. It's got to be the claw. Kawhi. He's got to uh, he's got to show up and show out, man. He's got to play some defense. He's got to get those boys out of that scoring rhythm. And he's got to do it on both ends of the court, man. He's got to he's got to put some numbers up, put his team on his back. Uh, board, man. Board, man. You know, I, I read an article um, online. It was a little snippet. They said Kawhi, he only talks on the court. And when he talks on the court, he only says one or two words at a time. And it's all about him letting you know that he knows he's better than you. But it's so Kawhi. Like they said, you can talk all the crap in the world to Kawhi. And the only thing he's going to say is he's going to score you and say, fuck it. Or he's going to get a layup and say, layup. And that's it. Like, whenever he scores, he's like, bucket, layup. Or he's going to get a rebound and say, board, man. Boards get you paid. That's all he says. Like, he's going to be, like you said, when he was getting those monster rebounds in the last game, he was probably just like, board. I'm bored, man. Bored, man. Like, that's all he says. Like, can you imagine the quietest dude in the NBA dropping 30 on you, and every time he scores, he's just like, bucket. <laughs> bucket. I couldn't imagine, man. That, that. So we, we need that, that Kawhi. We need Bucket. That's all I got to say. Bucket from Kawhi. <laughs> I'm hoping that I'm hoping that we get that Kawhi because that's honestly the Kawhi we need. We need um um we need Kawhi to have a crime partner, man. You know, the thing that makes the Warriors so great is that on any given night, you know you're gonna have two, you know you're gonna have at least two guys going. Yeah. And then, you know, you just so happen to get three. You know, it's you know, three out of Five guys, three, three out of four or five guys are on on any given night. Like compare that to the typical big three or whatever. You know how you have three main offensive focal points or whatever. Most times you're gonna have, you know, two of those guys be you know on or one and a half or something. So Kawhi. First game, you know, they had – it was more so just the team. It was more so a team thing. And you had Siakam standing out. But game two, it was like Kawhi and then everybody else, you couldn't even tell if they had whatever it was. He's going to need somebody else to step up. Kyle Lowry, I'm still challenging Siakam to go and try to get finals MVP. You know, I need him to push for that. Even though after 11-point effort, I don't think he's going to 
get that. But at the same time, I still need this guy to really show up because he really has the, the you know, best advantage against most anybody on the court. You know, um, they can't really guard him. But that's what I'm going to need from him and from Golden State. I already said it. Like, at the top of my list, I got Clay. I mean, not Clay, but uh, Steph. I have Steph, then Draymond, and Boogie. If Clay plays, you know, that kind of takes away, like, Clay being hurt is going to take away from his ability. You know, Clay usually averages, you know, can get you from 20 to 25 points on any given night. But now that he's hurt, that 20 to 25 points goes down to 14 to 17 maybe. You know, so you can't really depend on Clay. Clay's, if he does play, Clay's going to be a decoy. He's still going to take a few shots, but he's going to be a decoy out there just being that ball threat because they know you, you can't leave. You A wide-open hobble Clay is going to still bust your ass. You can't you can't just leave Clay open no matter what. So they're going to need to pay some defensive attention to him. But those are my, like, you know, for each side is going to have to be at the top. The top two main guys, uh, Steph and Kawhi from either team, are gonna have to be like the main guys for these for it to really be a uh, for a W on either side for me. Yeah, I think that uh, Clay Thompson's gonna be sitting in the sitting in street clothes, sipping on the Coors Light. Um, you know, maybe a slice of pizza. Uh, he's he's not gonna. I doubt he plays, man. I feel you though. Like if he does play, you know that changes me. Uh, but. I'm ready for courts like Clay tonight. Um, you know, um, yeah, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. You know, the guys, the big guys got to step up. Uh, Kawhi needs a help. He needs some help from somebody. Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siaka, Serge Ibaka, uh, Jeremy, <laughs> we ain't seen you all playoffs. You know? <laughs> We ain't seen you, buddy. You know, he, he about to. <laughs> he about to... <laughs> oh, man. If Toronto finds a way to win this series, he's going to have the easiest ring ever. Like, start the season off with the Hawks and then go ride the wave in Toronto to get that ring. Like, that's going to be amazing <laughs> for him. But um, I don't know, man. Somebody, you're right. Somebody's got to step up. And you never know with this Toronto team. You never know who that guy is going to be. And I think that's the strength of their team, probably, because you. You know, you could game plan against Kawhi all you want to, but on any given night, you know, one of Mark the Soul, one of four or five guys could step up and have a game. So, um, if I had to put money on it, um, I would say, uh, shoot, man, I, I would say Pascal Siakam um, is that guy tonight. Yeah, um, I'm with you. Um, if we could pivot for a moment into some. NBA, some wider NBA free agency news. Um, there's rumblings from the Lakers saying that if um, they don't get any type of free agents, LeBron might request a trade. What do you think to this rumor? Oh, wow. That's my first time hearing that, man. Um, is that coming from LeBron's that camp or is that coming rumble. from LeBron's who knows where it's coming from? It was a rumble. You never know now nowadays. I think it's I think there is no truth in that. I'ma just say that it's no truth in that right there because um LeBron has a kid in high school. 
yeah, that's my immediate thought that this is bigger than basketball for LeBron. Like LeBron, he's in LA. Um, his kids, his oldest son, is on the AAU circuit. He's about to team up with um, with uh, uh, Zaire uh, Wade um, uh, to play basketball together at the same high school. So I think no way LeBron wants to make himself or to place himself further away from that. Like, he's living his best life outside of basketball. He's probably living his worst life on the basketball court. But outside of Staples Arena, he's living his best life. Um, so, I, 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 man, win, lose, a draw in free agency. LeBron's going to be in L.A. Um, I think his kids mad if he – I think he probably made a deal with his kids. Like, yo, daddy's coming home to L.A. I'm going to be I'm gonna be here more often. Like, I think they would chew him out, you know what I'm saying, from a, just from a family perspective if he decided yeah. to uh, do that. So, uh, I think that's just some bogus rules. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, just a little reminder, we're – we're not too far away from free agency in the draft. And I mean, we're, we're steady getting, you know, it's steady being reports out everywhere. Now it's, it's being reported uh, that, you know, Stephen A, he was basically saying, um, KD, if the, if the Warriors win, he's going to leave. If they lose, he'll stay. And that's kind of where it is. And it seems like, Kawhi's leaning towards Toronto. I've been hearing uh, um, Kyrie to Brooklyn, and you know they're trying to see what that whole dumb, how which domino falls that way. And KD doesn't want to go to Brooklyn, and it's 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 a whole bunch of different little odds and ends there. You know what? One thing about that, um, I think Stephen A. is trying to get set up for uh, KD to Chris Broussard him. You you ain't got my you ain't got my number cap 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 uh, you know this KD gets so angry when anybody tries to not even just speak on his behalf but act like they know what he's gonna do and um I don't know about KD man um he's an enigma um cool they say Kawhi bought a house in Toronto which maybe it's because he wants to stay or maybe he just found a good real estate <laughs> country um, you know. Toronto's a beautiful city, man. It's a beautiful city. You know, I, it, I, you know, I wouldn't mind having a little spot there. Um, just because of a like, shout out to Carabana, man. Woo! Me and the homies went to Carabana last summer. Jesus Christ! Uh, I sent you some of those pictures, man. Woo! Um, but uh, back on the basketball topic, um, LeBron and D Wade said that prior to going to Miami, they sat down and had a roundtable discussion around, okay, we know we want to team up. We know we need a third person. What team do we think we can, that can facilitate it? You know, they had Chicago on the table. They had Miami on the table. Uh, they might have had Cleveland on the table. They might have had New York on the table. And they just kind of discussed the pros and cons of every, um, of every team and then they ultimately decided, yo, we need Chris Bosch to help us. I think they might have been considering Amari Stoudemire. They might have been considering one other person. But, you know, it ended up being Chris Bosch. They called up Chris Bosch and said, yo, let's do this. I say all this to say these, these guys are talking. You know, I don't think this is something – I don't think it's a case where, oh, out of nowhere, KD's like, I don't want to go to Brooklyn. I think KD and Kyrie and even LeBron to a certain extent – They've sat down, they've had dinner, and they've, you know, they have discussed this, and the media is going to be the very last 
Um, to me, it's going to be the very last outlet to know what they've already probably decided. You know, I, I think they know. I think now they they have two or three preferred destinations, and they got to, you know, once, you know, the the ban on, you know, tampering and all that's been lifted, I think they have to, you know, obviously get the buy-in from the GMs to make it happen. But I think they know. Uh, I think that, you know, whether it's Brooklyn or New York, I think Kyrie and KD know. They know what was up. They know where they're going. And I think LeBron's probably the one that's a little bit in the dark around, like, who he's going to get to come to L.A. Uh, but I think Kyrie, I think uh, Kyrie and Kevin Durant definitely know where they're going already. It's already been decided. Yeah, I'm in that same boat with you. Like, uh, um, especially Kyrie's out of the playoffs, so this is all he really has to think about. So, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's got nothing else, got to, nothing else to go, you know, but go. And talk about you know where he's going for free agency, so he's he's definitely closer right. to a decision, you know. And then maybe you know K KD. I'm pretty sure they're not, you know. He was like, "Hey man, call me after the finals." I'm pretty sure he told him that, but they probably had conversations throughout the playoffs and and whatever. But he's probably like, you know, I'm trying to let me focus on this real quick. Especially he doesn't want any real story getting leaked about you know him potentially going he could be trying to go to Houston who knows <laughs> and, and uh, who, who knows he doesn't want a potential leak to get out there but at the same time um, we know that these guys are talking and that's what I mean it's this summer shall be very 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 interesting and Kawhi buying houses and stuff and you know in, in Toronto that's definitely a, a big move I mean I heard he's willing to do a short-term deal. Like he might be, he might be willing to do a one or two-year contract. You know, a LeBron-style contract. Give me a two-year deal with a one-year opt-out. Like I think he might do something like that in Toronto. That, I mean, that would be smart. Don't get into a too long-term investment, especially. You know, you got to kind of see how Pascal pans out. He's going to make that superstar turn, or all at least an all-star turn. Or is he going to? Is he going to be just a high-end role player, maybe? Um, Cal Lowry, can we get an upgrade at that position, or you know, how is that? How, what are we gonna do there? So there's definitely, I think, improvements the Raptors can make internally. But I think he's with a good organization already. Where I try to, you know, uproot that and try to reestablish yourself somewhere else when you're already, you know, you're playing in the finals right now, man. And I'm pretty sure that you know what I like to see in terms of uh, Kyrie. Um, and I'll say this real quick, and I got to bounce. Um, but I like Kyrie going to Brooklyn just because um, I want. I think that opens the door for D'Angelo Russell to maybe go somewhere like Phoenix, or you know, team up with Book in Phoenix, or maybe. I'm, I, well, really, I just like that spot right there. Like, I want to see. Like, I like D'Angelo Russell in Brooklyn, and I think it's a perfect match for each other. I don't know how he and Kyrie kind of team up because we need a distributor and somewhere in the mix. Um, plus, that's a lot of money in your backcourt. But if Kyrie goes to Brooklyn, you know, I know you like to have your, your takes. Here's my hot take. If Kyrie goes to Brooklyn, look for, you know, a needy Western Conference team um, such as Phoenix or maybe even the Miami Heat in the East to try to make a big push for D'Angelo Russell um, to come join him. I wouldn't be surprised either way. I saw a report the other day. A lot of teams are, you know, he's a restricted free agent, so they have to sign an offer sheet. And uh, it'd be up to Brooklyn to pretty much match it. But, um, you know, I wouldn't think, you know, Brooklyn really wants to max him out. Who knows? But um, 
We'll see, man. But uh, let me get your finals prediction, your uh, game three prediction, man. Oh, I got the Warriors. Warriors, I got Toronto. Oh, okay. All right. I like it when we disagree. It makes a little interesting. All right, man. We'll see. All right, man. Well, we'll see, man. All, All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Goat Talk Podcast. Co-hosted by yours truly, Travis Scott, and my brother, Eric Scott. Together with the Scott Bros, and we're bringing you the greatest basketball conversation of all time. Become a part of that conversation or the fam by subscribing. We're located on various streaming platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Thanks. And be a goat. Bye.